0: We're recording.
1: We're recording live.
0: Do Legos with Beckett and make Yara slash crowns with Vivian. Fun. Yeah. Those are my, that seems to be the birthday presents that we're doing uh, from the kids. (laughs) (laughs) Basically, it's really a present for them, but it's like an activity present, really. So it's just, it's quality time is what it is.
1: That's what I've kind of learned from my sister, too, is that uh, gifts for them are te- uh, are technically gifts for you because you get to do stuff like my nephew my uh, I don't know if my sister posted it all on Facebook, but they got my nephew, um, a big Lego set that turns into a, a wind turbine. Oh, that's cool. And yeah, it's 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 Method, one of those right? like t- it's one of those Lego techs or whatever it is like those super expensive ones for like oh. adults. But yeah. They built it and everything, and even though he's two and a half, he's really good with it. He hasn't disassembled a single piece off of it.
0: Oh wow, yeah. Uh, Vivi is the exact opposite. Where she she will rip um, like the le, the Lego people. She'll rip the hands out. She, <laughs> like any gone. piece that can come apart, what?
1: <laughs> and then they're gone forever.
0: <laughs> yeah, basically, we have so many Legos that just don't have hands. Uh, and well, and then like she'll rip the legs off, and so then we can't find the legs. And so randomly, like I'll find Batman with like and, like just rando Lego legs on him, and I'll find the Joker's like purple pants. They were on Robin <laughs> for a long time actually, and the Joker like just didn't have legs. He just had like he had like a, a whole car for his for instead of legs for a while. I mean, Beckett, uh, Beckett has started then making like what he 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 calls them robots. Because like they just don't have legs, and so he just kind of builds robot legs for them, I guess.
1: Does he really? Yeah. Now, when we were kids, we had Legos, obviously, but we didn't mm-hmm. have all these licensed Legos whatsoever.
0: Um, no. The closest I had, uh, I had a, I don't know if it was NASA licensed, but it was a spacecraft, and like it was the, sh- it was a shuttle. Like it looked mm-hmm. like the NASA space shuttle, and it would open up, and a um satellite would pop out like it had a little arm that would like put the satellite out and and I I, I remember that. that. Yeah, and I kept that thing nice. I never took it apart uh, and then I I don't know it <laughs> eventually came apart I guess maybe I got tired of it. Yeah. Um but then I was I was constantly just building like space shuttles from then on cuz I had the wings I guess for it <laughs> but uh and then yeah recently though we got something for beckett um i think it was for christmas last year but it was like a very similar space shuttle but it might have actually said nasa on it i think they have
1: they, they do a- have nasa stuff yeah. like I, I believe they have uh, they do have space shuttles and mm-hmm. i know they have modular uh space shut like space station parts yeah i'm pretty sure they've made the iss but it's probably one of those for adults That'd but I remember cool. I always see those those modular sections that you can buy like 10 of them and create a space station with them.
0: Yeah, well they have like the Lego City I think and like yep. it's just if you buy all of them you would end up with a giant Lego City I guess, I don't know. Yeah. But uh we have a couple of those like we have a giant like a big tractor uh like a log thing, you know, to get you know get your kids interested in deforestation. Um yeah. <laughs> But uh, we like we have a lot of like the little cheap sets because like we've used them for incentives, I guess, for random things. Um, And it's just it's a cheap gift, I suppose, if you get the the tiny, tiny sets, because those things, they ramp up in price real
1: fast. Oh, utterly. I remember uh, before Tom had uh, Chester, when it was just him and Patty. They did spend an evening researching Legos and going deep, deep into researching to find out if the cost of Legos is justified. Yeah. And I remember he told me it is. It is very justified the cost of Legos. And Interesting. I'm like, I've never I've never like, said they're not they the cost isn't there.
0: Yeah.
1: I just am like, they're stupid expensive.
0: Yeah. yeah. But I mean, if you think about it, I guess like I don't know. What is it? Like a hundred bucks for the death star or something ridiculous like that.
1: Three hundred fifty um, Or something like that. Okay.
0: But then like, how long does it take to put together? Like, I, I kind of wonder like what it comes down to price per hour sort of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't I know. Understand like, I it's going to take time.
1: I know, but, uh, yeah. Lee's a big Lego person and, mm. uh, his kids have just slews of them. And I remember when Travis, Travis never had the death star, but he had the superstar destroyer. And the Star Destroyer.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, and I only saw the Super Star Destroyer once because uh, they're actually upstairs. I think they're like his living room piece. Yeah. But I remember when he got that. Lee's big into Legos. Uh, I remember as a kid, we just had those like basic generic boxes of Legos. Like you just can build anything with them. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, I, I had a Tyco set. Oh, cool. Oh, I, I remember those. It was well, like a my, big red bucket. Yeah, that's pretty much what we had, and I remember when my sister and I were very little, I think maybe three or four, uh, our dad got us uh, the Lego hospital, and oh, cool. that was an entire evening of building, and by I say building, I mean my sister and I sat there the entire time while our dad put it together.
2: <laughs> we, yeah.
1: We, we, weren't allowed to t- we weren't allowed to play with it, and uh i remember my because we were talk my sister and i were talking about legos because my nephew's into them Uh and um they uh she said don't you remember we had the beach too and i totally forgot we had a beach thing so like before it was lego city it was just legos but yeah i remember they those are the things we had but yeah we didn't have like the dc sets the marvel sets stuff like that i
0: mean and and then now it's licensed into the 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 movies and Oh, yes. Yeah.
1: Star Wars. Leg-
0: Lego. Yeah. Lego movies, Lego video games, which i that's a little beyond anything I ever asked for, I think.
1: Oh, Lego video <laughs> games.
0: Le- well, the games, the movies, like, I don't know. Like I get it. They're funny and they're they, it's quality stuff. I just I'm not that interested in them for some reason.
1: I don't get the movies, but I do mm. like the Star Wars Lego games. And I do own I mean, we talked about that on the video game podcast that I have the Avengers one and I mm-hmm. couldn't play it uh it was too hard but i do have the jurassic park series and i think i've only played like two levels of it and i'm always telling myself fire that up and start playing it you paid for it
0: yeah well i know i I remember trying to play lego harry potter with kelsey and she's not into like the only video game she ever played was tony hawk pro skater um
1: of your wife what love your wife
0: <laughs> but uh generally she's just like not into to video games and so like we thought that that would be a good introduction but it just i, I think like the, the, those games just lack um at least that one in particular lacked any like proper plot i guess like it just oh totally like they've just, gotten like, pretty running around and that's about it
1: yeah um i play i the one that i do recommend and i think i like 90 percent completed it and to do that with lego you have to play like 100 hours uh my favorite one i love the star wars ones i'm still waiting for the the skywalker saga one i think that's i don't know when that's coming out i think it's soon i do want to get that because it's episodes one through nine uh but my favorite lego game ever was the lord of the rings one interesting it was great except the worst part about the game is they used dialogue they used uh sound and dialogue from the movies oh weird but they're not isolated, so it sounds like someone recorded them on a phone. Oh man. Yeah, Bor- there's some great stuff in it though. Like it- it's not just like straight serious. When yeah. Boromir dies, he keeps getting arrowed, and eventually, like Lurt starts shooting random stuff at him. His death is not death by arrow; it's death by a banana. Oh man. There's some fun stuff in that. Like that is a awesome game, and yeah. it's out of print and out of license. So you can't Mm. get it, but it's that I remember I had a lot of fun playing that game and it played the entire Lord of the Rings trilogy. Like everything was uh, a level in that game and it was so much fun.
0: Yeah. They seem to do a good job of combining things instead of just milking it, which is nice.
1: Yeah. And I heard the Harry Potter ones were really bad.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like it just, it kind of basically, you had to know the story. Otherwise you wouldn't know what to do. Yeah um because like you just you end up you like you show up on diagonally basically and hagrid is just kind of there and then he like kind of tells you what to do but he doesn't tell you like where to go to do it and so like they're just always telling you like what to do next but like nowhere like no direction really like where to go so you're just (laughs) like wandering around the school hoping that you're gonna like go to the right place and like just basically smashing things, getting co- like coins or something. I don't know. I don't really remember, but I don't know. I wasn't, it wasn't great.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
0: um, anyway, you want to start this thing?
1: I was going to ask, are we just go, are we already starting or do we? Uh, need no, to- we
0: already started. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to allow this. Uh, but yeah, let's, I guess let's get the, let's get the, whatever it's called. Let the, the title masthead. I don't know. Uh, yeah, okay, welcome to uh, Recording Live. We are uh, Recording Live. Uh, I'm Dexter, and with me is... Maddie hello! Yeah, and it's just the two of us today. Uh, sorry for all you people who are super excited about Part 2 of the DCEU. Uh, who knows when we'll get to that? I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's kind of dependent on Lee, I suppose, uh, which is fine.
1: Um, he wasn't feeling too well, so he just he wasn't up for it tonight. He was kind yeah. of feeling cruddy all day. He said, oh,
0: "I get that, um, and that's fine." And and I mean, yeah, it is what it is. And this show is kind of a show for just whatever chatting i guess anyway so yep
1: i do have Uh, notes i did write notes down of discussion topics oh nice good it's my
0: birthday i don't want to have to do too much work Um, that was one of
1: my topics
0: (laughs) (laughs) okay well yeah uh, today we're recording on my birthday an undisclosed date in the past for all you people listening um but yeah uh, I, I don't know if we were recording when I mentioned it, but today, yeah, yeah, we were. I uh, did Legos with my kid, made some, made a tiara, uh, which I'm going to call a crown, uh, with my daughter. Uh, no, it was a good day. Uh, I got chicken and waffles from Bubba from downtown, uh, which is oh. fantastic. Um, that was kind of weird. I, I like, drove down there, uh, so I drove downtown. It's been a while since I've done that, uh, and uh, it was kind of awkward because there's a couple – Walking in in front of me, and then a couple walking in behind me, and they had their table for their like pickup stuff because I was, pick- was just picking it up and bringing it home, uh, in the foyer, and there was like no room, like basically, for that table to be there, and I was oh, kind of. I,
1: I see what you mean.
0: Yeah, and like I was just confused about like what to do. So the people <laughs> behind me, I think they realized what I was doing. They stopped and they just held the door open, and uh, there's a DoorDash lady standing there, and it took me for like way too long to realize she didn't work there uh and so i was asking her like about my food being on the tables like is this mine like do you work here oh no you don't because she was like wearing a t-shirt and that's a fairly nice restaurant like they wouldn't be wearing t-shirts at least and uh and then i then i saw her mask was red and it had the the doordash logo on it i was like oh your doordash okay can i just take this then and once I got in the car, I was just like, she didn't care. She didn't like. She was there to pick up somebody else's order, not mine. <laughs> uh, but I don't know. Like, so just going out and doing that sort of thing is just awkward. But, um, but no, that's a that's a. I'm assuming you've never been there.
1: Uh, I've never been there, and I was going to say I'm really jealous because I've never actually had chicken and waffles. Oh, it's so good. Uh, I know. I've had the. I've had the. Uh, a few years ago, they did Frito Lay chicken and waffles. Where? and those were amazing, and oh, good, yeah. I've, I've never had chicken and waffles, and I'm a bit disappointed oh. myself because they're. It's not like I don't have the ability. There yeah. is an IHOP about a mile down the road in my town.
0: Yeah,
1: so yeah, yeah, yeah. I could um, totally go I'm get sure that.
0: IHOP would do a good job. Uh, I like this place because they're kind of known for their uh, chicken. Well, it's um, it's a southern like southern style restaurant, I suppose, but kind of like an upscale one. Cause it's mm-hmm. in the fancier part of downtown uh, sort of um but i also like it because they they're they're known for their whiskey like drinks and i like whiskey so um i they make good old fashions basically which is my drink i guess uh and so i didn't get any of that from there because it was takeout but uh their waffles are actually like made out of uh, a rice flour so they have like they don't just taste like straight up like normal waffles i guess so they just it's a little more interesting i guess, i I suppose but really good fried chicken though very good (laughs) so that was nice um and then oh wait we just had a charcuterie plate for lunch which is always my favorite (laughs) meal for some reason i just like a good like cracker cheese and salami
1: but nothing wrong with that
0: (laughs) yeah uh but no yeah good day good birthday
1: that's good
0: um what, what were your notes then
1: Okay. Uh, pretty much. What uh, what have we been up to lately? Yeah, yeah. So uh, other than your birthday, what else has been going on with you? Um, uh,
0: well, I got to see my brother and my mom for. Well, I've seen my mom a few times, I guess. Like over, like probably about once a month or more, um, since the pandemic, I guess. But uh, it was nice to just kind of be able to chat with her. Uh, she dropped off my my birthday cake this week, uh, which is, uh. A standard in my family, uh, we she always makes a an angel food cake, a confetti like mm-hmm. angel food cake with uh, just the most basic frosting you can think of. It's it's like like it gets crunchy if you leave it out.
1: Oh right?
0: yeah, uh, like just vanilla flavored, I suppose. Um, but she's been making that every year for my entire life, uh, except for one year. I, I I believe I asked for a pumpkin pie for my birthday instead of cake and. I think a few years ago, she made like a a fancier cake for me for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but I always look forward to this angel food cake. And so that was uh it's it's like almost half gone. And I think I've only had it for a few days, um, but <laughs> I've been sharing it with my family. So um, and then uh, my brother. Oh, yeah. I, uh, I saw my brother for the first time, I think, since Christmas wow yeah and he's just busy he's he coaches like 50 soccer teams and um he he works for himself so he's just busy a lot and i think just work in general has been uh he and his wife both run their own businesses so i think it's just kind of been like a hassle with homeschooling and stuff but no it was a great day for me i guess to get to catch up with him uh for a bit and uh he as always for my birthday he we just we chat about video games a lot he's just probably the biggest gamer i actually know um and not that he games all the time it's just
1: whatever. of the most frequent he, he plays frequently um, yeah
0: and he does a lot of handheld him. games so i think it's just you know whenever he's on break at work or something you can just pick it up and play it for a few minutes or just here and there kind of thing uh and he play oh, i can't remember what's called uh it oh man i should have made it wrote it down or something. I didn't really think I was going to be talking about it. Um it's some it's a it's a, like a game that's a lot like D&D. Um or, Oh, Divinity Original Sin 2. So I guess it's by this company called I'm not finding it. Um yeah, I don't remember. Uh, but the, I guess the company that made it—it's a Kickstarter. So Divinity One and then Divinity Original Sin Two. Um, It's—they were both Kickstarters, from what I understand—and they did them to prove that they could do a Dungeons and Dragons like style game or Baldur's okay. Gate, I guess. And now that company is doing a Baldur's Gate game or something like that. Um, but so this is Divinity Two original sin it's a i've only played it for a few hours i suppose it's definitely very interesting it's it feels like um uh, i don't play this style of game very often so it's hard to say it's it's very turn-based uh very like every little detail about the character it, like you manage um and they look like what they're wearing um and it's a third person overhead sort of situation point and click and they kind of run and go over and do whatever it is like it's not very fluid um but it just like a lot of weird stuff going on and so it's it's an interesting game for okay. sure um but it, i'm trying to think what it made me think of um diablo it felt like diablo
1: oh okay which
0: i haven't played a long time so i've not played any of the new diablo so if it's probably nothing like that but um but no it's fun uh, so i'm playing i guess a new game um uh yeah sorry the question was what have we been up to <laughs> um oh and i guess uh the other week like what was it last week two weeks ago maybe i went to we went to the apple orchard oh cool talk about that?
1: no no you didn't okay.
0: uh yeah it's, it's just what we always do we go every year we, uh do you remember going to deals orchard uh out in jefferson for school uh
1: not really for school but uh okay. that's always been a family thing okay with my um, family we we've I, always we go we went to deals every year growing up and the last yeah. time i went was two years ago with my nephew
0: okay um so yeah we we've gone every year for i don't know probably the last at least five six seven years i don't know um and we, we went a lot when i was a kid uh and i remember first going on a school field trip um but i'm not sure uh so anyway yeah and then We've gone like every year, or we went for a long time every year as a kid, and then I was in Iowa City for a while, and then when we moved back, I guess is probably when we started it up again. Um, but no, it was good. It Kelsey this, would go. What?
1: Just you and Kelsey would go?
0: No, 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 my whole family. So we go with my oh, mom, okay. my brother, uh, and his family. Um, and my brother couldn't go this year; he was busy, I think, coaching soccer or something. Um, but he, uh, but yeah, no, uh, but this year was really good because I think, um. At least my nephew and my oldest are, ju- are kind of at that age now where like they could just kind of run around and manage themselves a little bit better than than usual because um, they have like this like play area like a big slide and you could slingshot apples uh, and then they have a corn maze uh, which is kind of weird because they were like in prime derecho like space so all the corn was blown over. Uh, but you could still kind of see where the maze was. <laughs> it was weird. Uh, but uh, but no, no, it was a lot of fun. I uh, fed, fed a llama some some corn. That was cool.
1: I've <laughs> never been to deals with all that kind of stuff. We just go and get pumpkins, and then we check out the little shop and stuff like that. So yeah, that's pretty neat.
0: It was in the last five years, I want to say. I don't know. It was there. or And maybe you went when, like that wasn't open or something. I don't know if
1: they... Oh, more than likely. We kind of just... They might go. only do that
0: for like a month or something. I'm not sure.
1: What? No, no, I didn't say anything.
0: Oh. Um... But no, yeah, I mean, I feel like that's been there for like the last five years because, um... Maybe the last four years. I don't know. We always take Beckett's picture in front of this one sign they have that has like apples stacked up so you can see how many apples tall you are. <laughs> um... I never actually count them. I could probably, I should look at the picture and see how many apples tall it is. But, um, but yeah, no, we always get a pumpkin there. That's where, that's where we have always gotten our pumpkins and Beckett picked out probably the biggest pumpkin he could find this year. And we actually let him get it. I think we bought two pumpkins weighing 52 pounds altogether. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, uh, which always reminds me of the first year that we carved a pumpkin with, with Beckett. Uh, mm-hmm. so he was like, we stripped him down to his diapers so this tiny kid. Um, we, we carved – we cut open the top and then started scooping out the seeds. And I have never seen a little – a kid his age so terrified. Like you would think looking at him that we just murdered somebody. <laughs> he was just like backing away like I didn't see anything. I've, I'm not involved. <laughs> it was so funny. Yeah.
1: I remember when I was a kid, I was always scared of carving pumpkins, not scared of it, but grossed out.
0: Yeah, it's, it's disgusting. Yeah. I don't
1: like touching gross, wet things. And so it's yeah. always been uh, uh, that way. But I, I like carving pumpkins. I haven't done it in probably 10 years. Oh, wow. And every year I always say I should do that. But, I you know, it's just me. I live alone. So um, I, my family to... doesn't live around yeah. here. So it's just uh. but every year I want to and I never do.
0: Uh, we should have you over it when we carve pumpkins. Maybe you can carve a pumpkin with us.
1: I've yeah, I wanted to pick up a pumpkin ever uh, since I have to service grocery stores. I always see them. I'm honestly yeah. a little upset by the price of pumpkins at the moment. Oh, I don't.
0: Even, how much are they?
1: Are they? Uh, Walmart pumpkins are eight ninety nine, and I'm like, I look at that and go, I remember when these were like two bucks. What the hell happened?
0: Yeah, I mean, for something that's just gonna rot on your front porch.
1: Yep. my parents they actually grew pumpkins about four years ago that was pretty cool
0: we tried this year they just didn't grow i don't know what the deal was um and then we uh, we tried melon watermelons oh yeah i don't know they got about the size of a softball and then just started to rot really yeah i don't know what the deal was i think we're gonna do more research and try again next year but man we have tomatoes growing
1: like insanity yeah (laughs) My parents, they started a garden, uh, they've, they've done a garden before, mm-hmm. and they, it's always usually turned out well, but I remember one, uh, a few years ago, yeah, they decided, let's try to grow a pumpkin, mm-hmm. and they, yeah, they brought me over some, not like enormous pumpkins, but mm-hmm. uh, probably like volleyball-sized ones. That's not bad. Yeah, it was pretty good, and good uh, I one. had those for about a month, and then mm-hmm. when it was time to toss them around, in like uh mid-november i just tossed them but yeah, yeah they're pretty good they didn't like shrivel up or anything
0: i remember uh last year i want to say it was la- maybe it was two years ago but we got um i think it was like there's just teeny tiny pumpkins oh yeah because i i don't know maybe it was, maybe there was a nor- like a pumpkin that we just didn't carve and so it still had, the, it had to have had the seeds still and it kind of just rotted there and we never threw it away for some reason. And it got to the point where I just kinda of kicked it into the, like under the shrubs. Um <laughs> like in front of our house and you couldn't see it, I guess. And so it was fine, or whatever. Uh, and then like middle in the middle of summer, all of a sudden there's just this like pumpkin vine coming out, like just growing straight out onto the sidewalk. I'm like, Oh, hey, we're growing a pumpkin. <laughs> awesome.
1: <laughs> so yeah. that was Whoa. fun. Yeah, we're recording this 2 weeks before Halloween uh to yeah. the day. Uh what uh what are your kids going to be for Halloween?
0: Um I'm not sure. I we haven't done anything. We have uh Beck gets super excited about it cuz he likes the candy. Uh but I don't know that we've actually talked about it. Uh I to, know said, I know
1: Halloween's a little scary. Oh, I, I
0: think he wanted to dress up as a robot he said he was gonna make one out of a box um i don't know when or how he's gonna do that (laughs) (laughs) but i I don't know we'll probably try to convince him to do something easier (laughs) but we'll see uh but no i don't know that we're gonna go trick-or-treating per se but we're definitely gonna go to like um we always kind of go out to our our family's houses anyway and so we'll, we'll drive him out uh to his grandparents and then um maybe an aunt or uncle on uh, and then yeah i don't know i don't know that we're going to necessarily go to strangers houses um this year <laughs> that's yeah that's something I, I guess i was hoping at the beginning of all this that we'd be done by now but yeah i don't know
1: <laughs> well, i was gonna say if you guys are close to my neighborhood just give me a text i'll have a bowl of candy
0: all right, well, that's
1: good to know. Yeah, yeah well, I always okay. have one. I only, only get, I usually only get one trick or treater or less than that a year. So
0: how does that uh, work? Do you like have to tape up something on your door? Or?
1: My landlord did that one year where a few years ago, um, mm-hmm. he actually gave everyone uh, little door hangers like "Do Not yeah. Disturb"s, and they were double they were double sided. One said "No One's Home," and the other said "Go Ahead and Knock." That's awesome. And yeah. I thought that was a great idea. It was really great and I mm-hmm. I had I got a bowl. I think this was probably 2015, 2016 mm-hmm. and I got a bowl of candy ready and I waited and I had uh, I had a little Indian boy uh <laughs> with his parents. He was like a toddler yeah. and they knocked on my door and he was dressed as a little cowboy. Oh, that's cute. Yep. And then I had two 17-year-old girls also which I didn't answer for. Yeah.
0: Uh, I remember going trick or treating during when we were doing a play in high school, uh-huh. uh, and it was on the dress rehearsal night, like somehow that lined up perfectly. Uh, and so we were doing dress rehearsal. So we were all dressed up. Uh, I think it was, we were doing the crucible that year. So we were dressed up as clo- like, uh, as pilgrims basically. Um, and cause that's the Salem witch trials, right? If you're not um and so yeah like a ton of us like when we weren't when it wasn't our scene basically and we knew we weren't going to be on stage for like 20 minutes or something ridiculous like that like we just went trick-or-treating in the neighborhood around the high school
1: <laughs> oh that's cool <laughs>
0: and we just got a bunch of dumb candy I, and i'm sure that people hated us uh, as, a... I would, as i would hate any high schooler who came to my door <laughs> you're still working from home aren't you
1: yeah uh, i was gonna say because i know at your j- previous jobs you used to dress up uh your jobs always have yep. allowed dress up and stuff like that and yeah when i no, was uh before we so shot the I podcast him. i was out and about and i was thinking about you because uh, we were going to be doing this and i was like i wonder if he's working from home because i know he's dressed up like almost every year for uh his office and yeah, stuff and last, i was like, like
0: five years what i think for the last five or four or five years yeah, yeah, yeah. For at least four years, because I can remember four years of, of, of costumes. So last year, I was Andy Dwyer from Parks and Rec, which is Chris Pratt, if you're unfamiliar. Um, it was spot on, but nobody knew who I was, because apparently nobody has watched Parks and Rec. I uh, expected more. Um, and then the year before that, I was uh, Anger from uh, from Inside Out. Okay. My whole office dressed up as people from Inside Out, so that we I, had. A, I remember
1: yeah. that. Yeah, I remember you seeing those pictures.
0: And I was anger. Um, and then, uh, bef- the year before that, I was a um, I was a laundry machine because I was at a company, uh, and we did that we did we did the marketing for Dexter Laundry, um, which it, it's it's a it's I would say the, a lot of laundry like commercial laundromats use Dexter Laundry uh, lawn, um, laundry machines. Okay. Like if you go to the laundromat and the machine has a horse on it, that's a Dexter machine. Um, and Shaquille O'Neal has a Dexter, uh, washing and washer and dryer. Um, cause his clothes are so big. Um, but, <laughs> but uh, yeah, anyway, so I dressed up as a Dexter laundry machine. Uh, and I won that year because I was at a, at that job, we had a competition, And I won that year, and it was funny because the reason why I dressed up with that is because we had a box that was about the right size. Beckett was a teeny tiny baby, and so I didn't really have time to, like, make a costume. And I'm not going to, like, wear a costume that I buy. Uh, I'm just not that person. And so then I was just like, okay, I wasn't planning on doing anything because I was just like, we have a a tiny kid. I don't have time for this. I'm so tired. (laughs) like all the time and so and then finally i think it was the day before i was just like screw it i'm gonna do something and so i just spray painted a box white and then cut a hole in the top and then when i got to work i printed off like paper and glued it to the front that looked like the machine because we had the files for it uh so i could photoshop it really fast and then the year before that i dressed up as uh i I believe it's thomas from daft punk
2: okay one of the
0: daft punk guys the guy so the guy with the uh the helmet that's just like a bar instead of the dome helmet okay I'm familiar with daft punk at all but um
1: i have, have no seen, idea
0: have you seen the new tron movie the newer oh, one. oh yeah i've seen tron okay so tron 2 yeah okay so the scene where they're in the nightclub uh when they're inside the computer there's like two robot looking guys who are like the DJs. oh yeah
1: that's daft punk
0: that's daft punk yeah yep oh i know uh and that was their out. Th- those are their typical outfits. There was just like a, I think it was like a white variant. Like everything that they were wearing was white. Mm-hmm. Um, they uh, usually wear yeah. suits and then their helmets are just super shiny. And then they have led lights anyway. So I spent, um, I believe I spent eight hours building that helmet out of cardboard. Um, there's a website, uh, I can put a note, I can put the link in the show notes, but there's a website that had the schematics for it. Uh, and that guy, he's the website that I'm referencing, uh, has, has, um, tons of like schematics for like random helmets. Like there's power Rangers, there's, um, star Lord, uh, Boba Fett, like all these helmets. And it's just stuff you can make out of cardboard. It's really cool. So anyway, yeah, that's what I've done for Halloween the last four years, at least. Um, but yeah, who knows what's going to happen this year.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh have you dressed up for halloween i guess i, I haven't mean, you're, dressed
1: up in uh, uh
0: i many, haven't
1: I, uh, I haven't dressed up in 10 years
0: i thought were, weren't you darth vader was that when you're at Ivy?
1: uh that was for the store for some reason but uh mm. um no I mean, I mean i haven't worked for Ivy for like 13 years yeah that's but hard. uh no, I, I, the last time I dressed up was for a Halloween party, mm. and yeah, that was like 2008. Wow. Yeah, I know. I, I, I can't imagine uh, going to
0: a Halloween party.
1: What? I can't imagine
0: going to a Halloween party.
1: Uh, I knew nobody there, <laughs> and I wasn't drinking because I had to drive home, and it was in Des Moines. Yeah. Uh, I dressed up as Heath Ledger's Joker, mm. and it was a really good costume. I bought everything from Goodwill. And I, I, yeah, I bought like a purple suit and wow. a shirt and tie and everything. And I actually didn't like the pants that I had. So I took a pair of khakis and bought purple <laughs> dye and dyed yeah. the pants and it was a pretty cool costume. I really, I was really proud of myself for that. I wore it to work that day. I had to volunteer <laughs> back at my old job, oh. uh, everyone was required like every other week to volunteer for like four hours of overtime. And so I had to go in and volunteer and I was dressed up and I was the only person dressed up at my job because they didn't, (laughs) they didn't condone that. I wasn't wearing the makeup, but I was literally wearing the purple green suit. That's fine. Yep. And then I went to the party. It was my cousin and her husband's Mm. house and it was just a lot of people I don't know. And, the thing I should probably tell people is—is is, uh, uh, I should say—is I'm pretty—I'm not terrible, but I'm fully admitting that I'm an introvert. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> me being at parties, like your place, no. Uh, but like being at Tom's parties and stuff like that, or other people's, mm-hmm. or other friends that I only am friends with them and I don't know their their groups or anything. Yeah. I'm a wallflower. Like yeah, I am—I I am blending into the wall. And this is a problem. I'll fully admit it. I will just leave. Like I will just get up and leave and I don't say goodbye or anything. I just slide out the door and I leave after probably a half an hour or something like that just because I'm very I I think people probably can't figure that out through the podcast or know me personally. But I am incredibly shy uh, of first encounters. I'm really, really shy, even at my job and stuff. I don't really talk. Very much until I actually find a relatable subject or something. And then I don't ever stop talking like the podcast. But first meeting me and stuff, I am very, very quiet and shy. And I warm up very fast. But being at, like, parties with a lot of people and everywhere, I'm pretty uncomfortable. Like, I'm very, very uncomfortable. And that's actually a subject uh, for another topic I have on my list. Yeah. But... Usually, yeah, and I think I was at that costume party. I was probably there for, I don't know, a couple hours, but it started getting late, so I left, and I had to go to McDonald's dressed as the Joker, (laughs) and uh, that was weird, but yeah, I I had a pretty good time, but I don't don't drink alcohol, period. I don't do a lot of big things. I am pretty... Pretty happy with just you know working, coming home, watching movies, stuff like that. So it is kind of a big thing for me to actually go out and do that kind of stuff.
0: Yeah, like, well, and, I, and and the parties that I've gone to with you, it's funny because like you and I usually end up just sitting like in the corner and, talking yeah. to each other.
1: And, yeah, Dexter, I've been to a couple parties for friends, mainly yeah. like Tom or our friend Justin. Yeah. uh
0: I think at Justin's uh, party we were there like the whole night. Like people oh. were leaving. It was just you and me talking.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But a couple times, like our friend Justin has always had. And he used to. He doesn't do them anymore. It's been about two years since I think he stopped doing them. Okay. He used to have this big barbecue in October's. It was the mm-hmm. first weekend of October, and mm-hmm. they're always pretty fun. But yeah, literally, uh, I'm good. I'm close friends with Justin. I'm close friends with Tom, and so I'd go. And man, th- those would be like the only two people that I would always try and like around but i don't Mm -hmm. want to be clingy so i was super excited when you actually were coming to um because you moved back
0: i came to one yeah Yeah, i think i I got i knew i i started to like actually talk to justin like that year that last year that he had one
1: yeah yeah that was probably and that was probably the same year that it was at one of my part my birthday parties and so yeah i i i usually oh yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i usually don't stick around too late but the last one that he had I ended up being stuck there. No, no, the second to last one because I didn't go to the final one. Mm-hmm. It was supposed to be, but he didn't. Anyway, yeah. uh, I ended up – he has these Olympics that he does with a big trophy yeah. and stuff. And usually at those things, yeah, I'm I'm pretty – like, once other people start – like, friends start leaving, I'm kind of like, oh, I should probably go too. I really don't want to stick around. Yeah. and. Uh, I ended up getting stuck there the entire night because uh, Justin and his lovely wife signed me up for the competition. And I didn't know what it was.
0: Yeah. And I ended up
1: winning the entire thing.
0: Yeah. I remember uh, somebody told me that. I was just like, no, he didn't play.
1: I have this like two and (laughs) a half, three foot trophy in my house. Yeah, they're huge trophies. They're really big. And I won the entire thing. So I did like Tom had already left by then. Uh, you had left. Everybody had left that I knew, but I got stuck playing these these competitions because one of them was just a dice game. The next one was poker, and I can't play poker. And I ended up winning poker. Oh,
0: man. How did you win poker? You know how to
1: play? I I don't know how to play poker. I can't. And I kept winning. And the thing is, I was getting so upset that I was just throwing all my winnings in (laughs) every time. (laughs) And people would go, you can't do that, and I'm like, I'm done. I don't want to play anymore. I don't care. Like if you guys can't match, I'm letting you do it anyway because I don't want to play anymore. And I kept winning. Oh man, that's awesome. <laughs> and then yeah, I got to the final contest, which was like I think it was called Clask, mm-hmm. um, and it was like a it was like a it was like a small air hockey or not small air hockey, but like a mixture between foosball and hockey. Yeah. And I won that too. So I won the whole thing and I ended up getting home at like midnight that night. And I was actually trying to get home by nine (laughs) o'clock, but it did get me out of my element pretty big where I was talking to a lot of people, but yeah, I'm, I'm not too big into doing that. I I try to be, but I'm, I'm really not. But yeah, yeah, um, I I do like parties though. I just nine times out of 10, I start getting really shy and quiet and I just blend in with the wall and I'm sliding out the door and I'm usually texting the person who had the party and saying, like two an, a day later and going, I'm really sorry. I didn't say bye, but
0: I had to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I, uh, I'm known for just doing that. Like if I'm at an event, uh, like, uh, when I worked at the, at the university, it was like, there was always just these weird, like open houses or meet and greets or just like weird little events where like we were just kind of expected to like show up uh like they're during the day so it's not like it, I, I was at work sort of thing and so we're, like we would show up eat some snacks and then leave just to kind yep. of like show our support sort of thing like usually it was like a new employee or something and there's just like always new employees or somebody quitting so there's always just like this goofy little party to go to uh and i would always just kind of like go there i didn't really want to talk to anybody because i was just like i don't know i just didn't get i didn't didn't Outside of my department, I didn't have a lot of people to talk to. I felt like, and yep. uh, and then I would just slip out. And people started to figure this out apparently, and so they would keep <laughs> their, a couple people would keep their eye on me. And as soon as I got near the door, they would just shout, like yell to the entire room, "Bye, Dexter!"
1: Oh, fuck those people! I was like, oh, bye. I- I had hate that so much. Oh, I thought it was funny at least, but. Uh, oh well, yeah. That would just embarrass me. So I, like
0: I the, la- the lady in particular that did it, like I knew she was just joking around, I guess. And like, I knew her well enough that I, or that, I don't know. I thought it was funny enough. And I was just like, whatever, bye. <laughs> well, I got to do.
1: But <laughs> I remember uh, at my job, we have get togethers and stuff. And, I, I go to them because it's free food most of the time. Yeah. But I do remember we had a big company one. We call them kickoffs where we talk about the year and stuff like that and what what's coming out and things. Yeah. I remember one year I showed up and we had it in our warehouse, but we had folding chairs for like 100 people. <laughs> and I got there on time. I sat down. The thing was, it was it, like the chairs were so close to each other it um it was closer than say a high school graduation when you're sitting there waiting for your name to be called it was shoulder to shoulder Mm -hmm. and i remember about a minute or two into it when it kicked off i was so crunched up and i'm not usually claustrophobic but i will get that way sometimes Yeah, yeah about a minute in i'm shoulder to shoulder with people and i finally just goes i'm done and i just got up and I walked out in front of everybody wow. and I just drove home, crawled into bed and took a nap. And I woke up and I looked down and I had like six missed phone calls from other co-workers asking where I was. Oh, man. And I, I texted and called them and I said, I can't I couldn't do it. The, the yeah. chairs were too close to each other. Like I I couldn't do that. I'm yeah, sorry.
0: Uh, that is kind of weird to like pack people in like
1: that uh it's it's pretty normal where i work and stuff like that when we have those big things like it is a lot of employees so and i think they did like two of them so yeah it was really it was pretty uncomfortable i get kind of uncomfortable in that things and i always say i don't have claustrophobia i actually probably do to an extent so yeah uh, it was pretty it was pretty awkward but yeah I don't know I I don't know if I could handle like someone shouting goodbye to me as I'm trying to sneak out I think the last time I really snuck out of something was Oh what was it I think it was a birthday party for Tom in his Tom house Tom had a birthday party years ago when he first moved oh. into their house
0: Oh yeah yeah okay I think I remember that
1: mm-hmm.
0: I think I was at some party like was it just an open house like a movie yeah, I
1: believe it was a birthday slash open house because they moved into that place relatively close to his birthday yeah. and yeah. I remember I went there and I just didn't know a single person I think yeah uh,
0: okay uh, yeah we went and it was you guys,
1: uh, But you guys had something else happening because I believe Beckett was yeah fairly young like what like a year old and so you guys just stopped by yeah said we hi very long. Said,
0: mm-hmm.
1: like, yeah said hi looked around and left uh, Justin, same thing. Yep. Justin showed up, left, and I was by myself, and I finally just like went downstairs, snuck through the back door, and just walked out and left and went home.
0: <laughs>
1: That's funny. And yeah, it's
0: just uh, it. yeah.
1: there's some times when I ended up doing that because I just don't know how to interact with some people because I oh, yeah. there's some people be- like I just don't I, I'm not saying I don't share the same interests with some people, but I could tell that I didn't. Um, so I really couldn't have much talk about, I remember one time Tom and I had to go to a birthday party downtown mm-hmm. and, uh, it was for a friend mm-hmm. and I told Tom a few days earlier, it's like, I, I don't want to go. And it's like, uh, I, I'm not going to know anybody and I don't share any interest with anybody that's going. I already know that. And Tom was just like, yeah, I know, but we have to go. Cause we decided to go together mm-hmm. and. I was like, I just, I just don't really want to go. I, I'm not going to know anybody. I don't like downtown. Um, I'm, it's going to be really uncomfortable. And Tom was, Tom talked me into, he's like, yeah, I know Matt, but we have to go. We, we are, we said we would, we got to go. And I was like, okay. And so the day came, I went to Tom's house, uh, rode with him and we got in the car and I looked at him and said, I really don't want to go. And Tom just looked at me and goes, I don't either. <laughs> and so it's like, we're just going to go. We'll, we'll mingle for about a half an hour and then we'll leave. And we did yeah. exactly that.
0: Yeah. I I do I usually have a good time at parties and I can I'm extroverted enough that I can meet new people and chat with them fairly easily. But I'm always like I, I feel like I lack enough like um understanding like social norm understanding that like I just I don't know how to say goodbye.
1: <laughs> or uh, I really don't either. I usually until am like... I, uh, Well, it's time to, I got to head out. See
0: ya. Uh, Bye. People, like, I'm not afraid to go out the front door, I guess. And so if I see the person who's hosting, I'll say, like, I'll wave to them or something. But, uh, but yeah, I, I, I prefer to just slip out or, the thing I hate the most is like, those like weird encounters with people out in the wild. Like, uh, like, you know, is, is this a person that I should wave to? Would they recognize me? Oh, I, I always assume you I have, like, the most, like, basic face, and so I'm just – I'm never sure if, I'm you know, like, people will remember me. I don't know why. I just that, – that always, like, kind of concerns me.
1: I, <laughs> I had that happen to me a couple weeks ago where someone that I knew saw me while I was at work. Yeah. And they were honking their horn and waving at me. <laughs> and I was I waved at them and they waved me over and I just looked at them and said, "Nope, I'm not doing this." And I just walked away and went inside. <laughs> That's,
0: That's fun. Like, oh, that reminds me uh one time I was downtown walking. I was going to the comic book store downtown from when I worked downtown. Uh and all this like I was just walking down the street and there's just like all like a ton of honking just started happening uh and i realized it was like this van that i was like i was looking straight at it when they started honking i'm just like what is going on like why are they honking and then all of a sudden this head shoots out from the side and it was my cousin <laughs> and i was just like and it took me like two full seconds to realize like who it even was and then like they pulled over and they're like chatting with me i'm just like you guys are driving like this road is busy you should Like, hi. I (laughs)
1: hate that. That is the worst thing, especially if you're the start of something like that. Like, you're not part of it, but somebody decides to be like, oh, hey, I know them. I'm going to hold up traffic.
0: Yeah. It was just weird. Uh, Or uh, I had a friend's dad who I'd met like once and I was driving uh, and he pulls up next to me at a stoplight and just points at me really angrily. And then just laughs and then drives away. And I'm just like, who was that? What happened? And so I followed him all the way from Grimes to Dallas center. Cause this was in high school. And I followed him to his destination, which happened to be the town hall. I think he's like on the city council or something. And there's a meeting going on and he gets out of his car and he sees me drive by and he just smiles and waves at me again. I'm just like, who was this guy? And then I, my mom worked at the bank in town and so I was just describing him to her and then she's just like, oh, I can't, I can't think of the guy's name now. And she's like, oh, that's so-and-so. And she's just like, oh, that's my friend's dad. Okay. Oh, <laughs> and just wow. the whole day I thought, I was like, did I cut this guy off? Like, was that road rage? What's going on?
1: Oh, I hate it. I've had that feeling too with some oh, people. Man,
0: that's the worst.
1: <laughs> Ugh. Ugh,
0: yeah. So
1: anyway, what I I haven't been up to anything No. No, not really working, hanging out, you know, not much watching movies, I suppose.
0: Yeah. Are you, uh, were you and Lee watching horror movies as you do?
1: I didn't do it this year. I'm watching stuff, but I'm not, I'm not doing vlogs or posts or anything this year.
0: Mm, Okay.
1: Purged my Facebook.
0: Yeah. What do you mean by that? Unfollow people?
1: I deleted, like, 230 people.
0: Oh, dang. My,
1: my friends list is, like, 100 people.
0: Wow. Yep. Yep. Well, that's, that's
1: cool. I've had a couple mishaps with uh, people asking why I deleted them, but... Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh,
0: how do people I'm, notice that sort of thing?
1: Like... Uh, oh, like I, I don't... How I don't you? know. I've had I like I the reason I deleted people is not under any kind of negative intent toward them. Yeah. If I don't have any interactions with you on social media, why have why have you? Right. That's, that's and I, I, I'm different than everyone else. I'm not grudging anyone. Granted, I do think people who have like a thousand like six hundred to a thousand friends is kind of insane. But yeah. um. know I mean I have. For me, social media is just a way of keeping in touch with certain people. And right. if I don't have an interaction with them, if I'm just friends with them, and it's like, well, I don't talk to you on there. I talk to you on in personal life, which is fine, but I don't do anything with on Facebook. Ah, what's the point of having you? Yeah. So right. I, I just kept mine clean and condensed down to just close people or certain family members that I don't have any other way of reaching out with them or keeping in touch with them. Mm-hmm. So I just deleted a lot of people. And if I get a friend and recent people too, as a courtesy uh, that people have like friended me in the past year, it's like, I'll keep you around. But uh, I don't know. I'm I am not to say like I'm super private, but I kind of am. I don't post I mean, I don't post anything. I just I post memes and stuff like that. And that's about it. Uh, If I have something to say personally, I will tell someone close to me if I have something to tell you, I'll tell you. Like that's, that's just what the way I am.
0: Well, and you've always like texted me like, Oh yeah, totally. Like you've never done a Facebook happy birthday thing. Like that's just, Oh, never. I
1: hate it. I, I absolutely hate happy birthdays on Facebook. Yeah. which I,
0: I, I, uh, I've removed my birthday. Like you can't see it on Facebook. So I I. I think I, I think I got two happy birthday messages today and then a uh, bunch of people like leapt onto those happy birthday messages to say, that's yeah. what happened to
1: me. Nice. I deleted, I removed my birthday back in August, mm-hmm. and I think I had like six or seven mm-hmm. when I normally have like twenty or so, which isn't that much compared to some people, but yeah. Uh, I I I don't know. I remember one year when I was younger, and this is a a, a jackassy thing to say. I posted <laughs> on Facebook, "Hey, I want to thank everyone for the birthday wishes, and I especially want to thank Facebook for reminding everyone because honestly, you wouldn't have said it if it hadn't told you." Yeah, yeah. And I I and that that's kind of a dickish thing to say, but I also find it very true. And well, yeah. Sure. I always like prefer getting legitimate happy birthdays from people that actually know it's my birthday than having Mm -hmm. an app remind them. Yeah. So like I remember mostly everybody's birthdays, but I also have a very good memory too. Yeah. I'm Uh, horrible at it. I have to use calendars. (laughs) Yep. Which I mean, that's also how we grew up remembering them too. Yeah. So yeah, uh, I, I got rid of mine, but then I kind of just needed to get rid of a lot of things. But yeah, I've always never really liked birthday posts really and yeah i don't know uh, i used to always send just private messages i would always just send yeah. people on messenger when i uh back then would i would just say hey i don't want to post it on your wall but i i remember it's your birthday so i hope you have a good birthday or i sent yeah. a private text i sent you a text at like 5:30, five thirty, five a.m when i was <laughs> at work this morning and yeah I got, I, I got a text from you and my brother today that's nice. <laughs> I usually get a I usually get a 7:30 a.m. phone call from my mom. Is that when like the when you were born? Yes, I was born at 7:30 in the
0: morning. Yeah.
1: And uh I used to always get two of those. I would get one from my mom. Uh well, I got one from my mom after I moved out when I was younger. Mm-hmm. Uh but before that, I always got a 7.30 a.m. phone call on my birthday from my grandma, and my grandma would call me, <laughs> and she would actually describe to me the morning I was born. That's cu- that's cute. Yep, yep, it was really nice, and uh, so I always liked those. Yeah. So, for the most part, yeah, I always prefer to, like, just have private interactions and things like that. So, yeah, I got rid of Poor a lot people. of my Facebook people. Mm-hmm. A lot of people I worked with, like, people I don't work with anymore, I don't really need to keep in touch with them. Yeah. Uh, I got rid of a lot of friends from high school because it's like, oh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't give a shit what you're doing. <laughs> and uh, Yeah.
0: But... Well, I know I've muted almost everybody on Facebook. Um, yeah. Like if I see a post, and I'm just like, why is this person on my wall? I'll just mute them. Like, yep. So I have, like, over... I just checked. I have, like, over 500 friends, I guess. But... I only ever see the people that I actually – either that I'm interested in what they have to say or that I'm actively interacting with.
1: Right, yeah. I, uh, I, but I'm hardly on Facebook anyway. Oh, yeah, totally. I barely am anymore either. But I also uh, wanted to just take time off of Facebook because we're in the height of pol- pol- politics and elections. Yeah. And Facebook is more nothing more but a political platform anymore.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, any social media is really good. It really
1: is. Twitter, I can't tell you how really many notifications is. I get to tell me to go vote now on Facebook and Instagram.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, well, and I mean, Twitter has just turned into that's the main way to get news out, it seems like, like for people who are politically active.
1: Yeah, and I, I still have not really delved into Twitter. I still have not done it. I fire it up maybe once every five yeah. days. That's about it's, it.
0: It's, um... Like I like it because there's a lot of people in my industry in it, um, totally. and I follow like for work. And then I also follow a lot of comic book people on there. Yep, um, so does Lee. Yeah, and I I per- I I find that more interesting for some reason than Instagram. I mean, I follow a lot of comic book writers for one thing, so they're not going to have an interesting Instagram. Um, but also, a lot of comic book illustrators they just have I they have a good Twitter because. They will post pictures there as well, but then they say interesting things about what they're drawing, Uh, whereas I guess Instagram never feels like – it always just feels like this is just a post of a picture, whereas Twitter feels like it has more commentary.
1: Yes, Um, I will agree with that. I prefer Instagram, but I do understand the commentary.
0: Yeah, Um, and I guess – I don't know. Like Instagram, it never feels like something to comment on for me. Like I like I'll, I'll like things on Instagram, but I never I don't know I don't feel like commenting on things on there, and that's probably a me problem. Uh, but Twitter feels more like a conversation to me for some reason. It and is maybe that's because it it's would... more text based.
1: Uh, I I'm surprised they still have the uh, character limitations.
0: Uh, well they've upped
1: it. Like I know they update. 140.
0: Yeah, 140 now it's I think 240 or so I have no idea. But well, and they they have they do ha- um they've streamlined like uh making bulk t- tweets so like you can write out your tweet if you run out of characters you just hit like this um i don't know what that's called i forget but like you just hit this button and another tweet box pops down below it okay and you can just keep chaining tweets and then post yeah
1: them so oh I, just, I will tell you this much i understand that i really yeah. don't like chain tweets
0: it depends if <sighs> some people do it really well because then if, if each tweet is kind of like a, like a bullet point almost like if it depends on what you're trying to say. Some um, people do
1: it really well. And yeah, then some but, people are Donald Trump.
0: It, it gets to the point where it's just like, just have a blog post. Like why yeah. you have a blog. You clearly want a blog, <laughs> but and then, yeah, you have or things like with video. The president. what, or just do video. a video. Yeah. I mean, I, well, I, I don't like videos personally. I don't feel like I have time to watch videos. Um, and so, I guess i I always prefer text, so that's me. but
1: and I just say that, yeah, some people do it well. And I say some people like Donald Trump. and that's not to get into politics or anything. Oh. but good Lord, like ten sometimes ten to twenty chain tweets. yeah, and, and it's I, and I don't follow him, but I do I am following news regularly, and I see yeah. the articles that just have photos of them. And it's like, yeah holy crap man type up a paragraph take a screenshot of it and just put a picture on there oh yeah i forgot people do that too (laughs) yeah i would rather see that than see all those um i'm trying to think uh uh what else have i been up to i've been playing my little retro pie console that thing is pretty fun i don't play it often though i i limit myself to pretty much just my weekends
0: yeah well that makes sense
1: yeah, I, I honestly—I think I fired it up uh, last night and played a—what uh, did I play? I played a Game Boy game and had some fun with it. But yeah, I um, I, I, mean, like I have talked on a previous podcast, I don't play too many video games, but I do love playing that little—having this little all-in-one console. Yeah. So uh, I have—I literally—if I, I, literally, I fire it up on the weekdays, which isn't very often, one night— I'm only playing it for, like, 20 minutes, and then I'm turning it off, and I'm going to watch TV or something. But yeah. uh, on my days off, my weekends, I'll, I'll put a little time into it. Not a lot. Maybe an hour or two. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I am having fun playing some old games, and I'm having a lot of fun taking pictures of mm-hmm. me playing games. And I don't share them very much with anybody except my sister because my sister mm-hmm. and I had a played video games together as kids. And oh. I would – Love nothing more that my sister could be here to play games with me, cause there are so many games that we had we played when we were little kids. Like weekends at my dad's were us renting a couple Super Nintendo games and playing them together. And mm-hmm. so, I have a lot of fun, like fire, like going down these lists of thousands of games, and I see one and it, jobs, it jogs a memory. Mm-hmm. And I take a picture and I send it to her, and she gets all super giddy and things about it. <laughs> and uh, That's
2: funny.
1: Yeah. yeah, so I told her the next time I see her, if I'm going to Montana, I'm bringing this thing with, or if yeah. she's in here, she's staying the night with me, and we're gonna play a, we're gonna play Bomberman two like crazy. Oh,
0: that was a good game.
1: I had it as a Super Nintendo, and yeah. Uh, I had so much fun and I very much remember, uh, very fond memories of Christmas time playing that with my sister cause I got it for Christmas, mm-hmm. but, uh, during the 1998, I think it was 1998 or 96, which one of the, whichever the Olympics it was that year, uh, it was either winter or summer, but my sister and I would stay up. All night and play each other uh, against each other in Bomberman too. Mm-hmm. So it's it, it the thing does bring back a lot of nostalgia for me and yeah I have a lot of fun. Um, I've gotten a couple new Transformers, but that's been about it. I got a Hasbro Con exclusive, which was great because Hasbro did their convention uh, via live stream a f- couple weeks ago, so mm. I got. I got the uh, I got the Transformer exclusive set, which I was looking forward to. I had to pretty much sit uh, in front. I had to pretty much have my phone in my hand while I was at work and was wait was just staring at my phone until it hit noon, because yeah, became, yeah orders well not even pre orders orders went live at uh, noon Eastern time, so 11 a.m. for us, and so right when it hit 12 o'clock, I went there. I had I put it in my cart, the website crashed like 3 times because it was getting overloaded, and I managed oh, yeah. to get it in and uh took about 2 weeks to get here because whenever those kind of big events happen, uh the stores get just overloaded with orders. Usually ordering something on a regular day takes about a day or 2 to ship and get over to us. So mm-hmm. it took wow. a couple of weeks.
0: What what's the what uh what's the character
1: uh i'll i'll send you a picture of it it's actually not a character uh it's uh it was a it was a pack okay and it was called the uh let me see where it is i'm looking it up right now uh toys there it is um it was called the Quintesson pint of judgment and it's from the original cartoon movie and i uh it's one two three four yeah it's five five figures and it's the characters, the quintessons from the Transformers, these five-faced mm. uh, creatures. That yeah,
0: they're like – aren't they like in control of Cybertron or something? They
1: were. They created the, – they quote-unquote okay. created Transformers right. and stuff like that. And uh, so they start Hasbro's making those characters, but they made oh, this cool. pack. And so, yeah, it was yeah, a pretty cool that. little okay. like diorama with, yeah, five figures in it. Yeah, that's and, really cool. Yeah, it's so pretty cool neat. The diorama, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, that thing's like... I think it's either in the trash or in my closet. I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, It's, it's I, just cardboard? Yeah, it's just cardboard. Mm-hmm. It's actually the box. Yeah, and, okay. that makes sense. That looks and, cool. uh, yep, and I still haven't gotten a retail version of the Judge, the 5 face character, mm-hmm. but I've found kind of everyone else at retail right now. And so, yeah, that was pretty cool to find. That I was... Yeah. I was super excited to actually get one. And one of my buddies online that I've I've become good friends with over the past year, we share the same interests um, mm-hmm. on a website. Uh, I feel bad for him because I ordered this uh, back in September, and it took two weeks for me to get mine. He ordered his one minute after I did, Oh wow. and he is still waiting for his.
0: Oh, man.
1: That's yeah, he's, he's been pretty upset. He finally got a shipping notice yesterday afternoon, he told me.
0: Wow. I wonder, It's I assume it's shipping from China?
1: No, ships from Pittsburgh.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: Huh. Yeah, Hasbro's warehouse is either in Pittsburgh or Philadelphia, oh, and wonder, he lives in Washington, D.C. So he actually lives closer than I do to there. Yeah. But yeah, his took weeks. It took like three and a half weeks to uh, ship. Huh.
0: I wonder what the, why that is. That's weird.
1: I don't think they prioritize shipping. I think it was just a giant cluster. (laughs) Huh? Wow. Yeah, it's it's pretty cool. I was pretty happy to get them because the pandemic has kind of uh, really slowed down a lot of distribution and stuff. But I've also kind of had to look and not order everything because I am, I'll fully admit, I'm a completist on a lot of these Transformer things, but. yeah. I I've learned I've kind of stopped doing that way because eventually I do want to kind of retire from collecting and things like that just because,
0: yeah it gets expensive. Yeah. And I mean, I was getting into collecting comics a little bit too much like and I didn't even get that many. I I think I got a couple of expensive ones and I was just kind of like, man, I, I need to save my money up for other things, too.
1: Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, this thing wasn't bad. This was a convention exclusive. Yeah. I mean, this this was, cool. Yeah, it's pretty neat. It was only sixty dollars. Oh, that's not
0: bad for what it no. is. Yeah.
1: No, no, It's actually pretty, uh, pretty, uh, and it's not like it's a jacked up thing. Yeah. The judge retail is thirty dollars. Oh wow. Uh, the dude next to him in like the pukey colors, he's known as the bailiff. Mm-hmm. That's twenty dollars. So that's mm-hmm. fifty bucks right there. Yeah. so the three little guys was like ten bucks. Mhm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So yeah, I mean that's the they don't jack up their prices because of being an exclusive. Yeah. Uh, that's cool. I don't think anything really gets increased anymore. It's not like the old days, but yeah. Uh, so I was pretty happy to finally get that. I got that last. Uh, when did I get that? I think I got that like uh, last. I th- oh, I got it the day after our last podcast. So I got it a little less yeah. than two weeks ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, oh, I have read some comics. Oh, cool. Yes. Uh, well, Walking Dead is getting completely re-released bi- bi-weekly.
0: Why?
1: In uh, color.
0: Wait, what? I there, don't know it, if that co- that comic really should be in color.
1: It's beautiful, though. Yeah? Yeah, huh. it's gorgeous. Uh, it kind
0: of, I felt like that was the appeal of it. And what, I mean, I don't know. Maybe not. It,
1: but, well, it was done in black and white originally because it yeah. was originally going to be called Night of the Living Dead. But yeah. it was also done black and white because it's cheaper. Yeah. It, it the did same have money. shades of stuff. It had gray. But... Yeah. I mean, this is a comic that ended in twenty a year ago, in 2019, and it was still 2.99 an issue.
0: Yeah, oh, that's that's glorious.
1: And I think now it's it's being re released in color mm-hmm. for 3.99, so only a dollar more. I mean, that's still cheaper than comic. Like most comics are like 4.99 now, which is insane. Yeah. But unless you're a DC who charges like $7 for a comic. That's ridiculous, uh, yeah, I know, but this is, it's really good. And I was looking at it, you know, walking dead ended. Um, they're re-releasing this series bi-weekly. So an issue every two weeks, mm-hmm. this comic went for 193 issues. I did the math. This is going to be on shelves for another eight and a half years. Oh my gosh. I was baffled to see that. I was like, okay, Kirkman is a brilliant businessman. He is. (laughs) Like that's going to that's gonna last a long time, and I'm excited. I'm really excited to read it in color. I've always appreciated the black and white. They released Mm -hmm. issue one about uh, seven years ago when it hit its ten year anniversary. They re-released issue one in color with a commentary Mm -hmm. and it was really good. So I'm I'm excited for that. I also read all of DC's weird, stupid zombie series event from last and currently a sequel. Deceased. I read all of Deceased. Hmm. I read all of its uh, offshoot books. Hmm. And I'm currently reading Deceased 2. I think it's Dead on Earth or something like that. Is it good? Or Dead Planet. Is it any good? It's Marvel Zombies.
0: Yeah, well, that's what I—I I guess that's why I thought it looked dumb. I was just like, "Yeah, didn't we already do this?" Yes, <laughs> we
1: did. Uh, <clears throat> it's something to read. Yeah, it's not well, bad. I'm not going to say it's bad or anything, but yeah. Uh, so the um, premise
0: of being that the DC universe
1: gets zombies, and and they're sw- tech- they're not even technically zombies. They're still alive, apparently. The story is, uh. <laughs> Darkseid attacks Earth, they defeat him, and he retreats, but it was all a farce. He attacked Earth and distracted all the heroes so he could capture Cyborg, who has half of the uh, anti-life equation in him. Mm. And so he captures him, he merges both uh, halves of the anti-life equation in Cyborg, but it could. It, they say it could kill him. So... Darkseid conjures the new God's entity of death mm-hmm. and hooks him up to Cyborg. And it creates this zombie virus and mm-hmm. Darkseid gets infected. He destroys Apocalypse, but they send Cyborg back to Earth and Cyborg connects himself with every digital device and spreads the virus all throughout the planet.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And so the whole comic is the survivors trying to find a way to cure it, which they can't. And so they leave Earth. But, yeah, Wonder Woman, uh, Martian Manhunter, Aquaman, Batman, Superman, they all get infected with this. And the only survivors is Damian Wayne, (laughs) Superboy, Blonde Wonder Woman, Wonder Girl, I think. and Power Girl? not power oh, Girl. Oh,
0: wonder woman Yeah. Sorry. yeah
1: and yeah. i don't know her name and stuff like that so they all end up leaving earth they abandon it and then the sequel book is five years later where they find out cyborg is still alive and so they go to retrieve him hmm. and find out that cyborg has a cure inside of him hmm. so yeah that's dealing with all these big things that are going on it's not a bad book yeah uh, I still think Marvel Zombies, the first Marvel Zombies, is better, Mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know if I could say that the uh, sequel—I'm waiting for it to finish. I think there's, like, two more issues left before I can decide whether or not the sequel to this is better than the sequel to the original Marvel Zombies. Marvel Zombies went to trash, and— There is a new Marvel Zombies coming out right now. Oh,
0: it's man.
1: It's not very – they brought it back. Yeah, they brought it back once DC did Deceased, and so, it's not very good. So is Deceased written all by Tom Taylor?
0: Or do I don't think
1: so. Yeah, okay. same guy. Okay. Wow. And yeah, and the, uh, uh, the uh, spin-off books weren't bad. There was an entire mm-hmm. one called – I think it was called Deceased Unkillables – Mm -hmm. And it starred the Red Hood and Deadshot, or no, yeah, Deadshot, Deathstroke, and Bane and them. And it's all about after all the survivors left, a whole Mm -hmm. bunch of people were left behind. Mm -hmm. And so it deals with uh, uh, what happened to them and things. So that was actually a pretty good book. I liked that. I
0: was going to say, that sounds good. Like a book about, like, I feel like Red Hood hunting zombies sounds like a good comic.
1: And people I, I did see someone was thrown a fit because Red Hood wasn't in the original deceased book. But this mm-hmm. does explain a lot of things and it shows what happened to him. Mm-hmm. I did. Uh, so I read that. and I think that's the only thing I've been reading so far. I mm-hmm. did see that D.C. released another movie and I was really excited until I looked up did what you? it was. D.C. I'm trying to think if I heard about this. Uh, it's an animated movie. It was yeah. de- uh, Death in the Family, an adaptation of Jason Todd's death. Oh, really? Sounds really great. However, mm-hmm. I looked into it. It is DC's animated feature of Death in the Family with... Uh, how do you say it? with uh alternative versions that you can click and choose so you determine the fate of jason todd well that's
0: um that's kind of that's an homage to how the comic was written um because they did that with the comic and so people could write in and vote yeah
1: so that makes sense sort of i don't know it does and it doesn't because this is also technically a prequel to under the red hood which was a movie that came out like seven years ago yeah. So the which, I, I think it has like four different choices you can determine with Jason Todd, and it yeah, will spin is, out I think into or the comic was what? Yeah, and you can spin out into different things. we like Jason dies, Jason survives, Batman dies, Jason goes off and kills the Joker, Jason doesn't kill the Joker, and I read all about it, and I said I'm not picking that up. <laughs>
0: yeah i don't know that i'm terribly interested in that storyline i I like jason todd a lot he's my favorite um uh, vigilante i suppose like the red hood i mean i like Um, that he's
1: part of the bat family
0: yeah i'm glad that he was like just after under the red hood he wasn't left as like a villain
1: um well i I think he what is it he was a villain for probably what like like eight years or something like that but yeah I mean, he's still a pretty big vigilante. He still kills people, mm-hmm. but he's on good terms with Batman and yeah. the family, which I do like. like they
0: always I, bring him in like when there's a family event going, yeah.
1: Yeah, and he he's there. I liked it. I think one of my favorite things was reading that Deceased book, and mm-hmm. he shows up at Wayne Manor, and he's passing this big hallway of all these portraits, mm-hmm. and there's portraits of him. There's portraits of all of them together, and I'm like, oh, that's really nice, and then it was a big portrait of Bat Bruce Wayne with all the Robins and Barbara. And I kind of went, "Ooh, yeah, yeah, that's kind of creepy. It's just a grown man with a whole bunch of kids.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: and I'm not someone to be that immature or anything, but just seeing that page and that yeah. comic just made me go, oh, yeah.
0: Well, it's extra weird, that. too, because hasn't he had a re- uh, relationship with Barbara?
1: Not in the comics.
0: Not in the comics. Okay. For some reason, I thought they did.
1: No, they did in the original Bruce Timm animated series. That's what I'm thinking. Okay. Yep. And it was. And uh, I was actually talking about that with Lee because Lee's like, that never happened. And I'm like, no, no, it did. It did happen. It was. Uh, it was. Uh, it was hinted at in the New Adventures of Batman, but okay. it was confirmed in Batman Beyond. Okay.
0: Yeah well and then they brought they kind of well they definitely brought it back with the um oh
1: the killing joke the uh, killing
0: joke yeah
1: which people hated
0: yeah that's my
1: opinion i have i own the killing joke yeah it didn't bother me
0: yeah i mean i i've not seen it i've seen i I guess i've seen like stills from it and it seemed a little over the top but uh, but i've not seen it so i don't know
1: yeah, I picked it up when it came out. I was super happy when they were going to do it because uh, Mark Hamill wanted them to do it for so long. And
0: yeah, I was excited when it came out. I just never made the time to watch it.
1: first 30 <laughs> to 40 minutes is, yeah, Batgirl being Barbara Gordon being an obsessed Batman fan, becoming Batgirl and sleeping with Batman. Yeah. And it's like its own movie. It's so out of nowhere. I mean, if I'm going to criticize it, I'm not going to criticize it because Batgirl sleeps with Batman. I yeah. kind of criticize it that it's just kind of in it and it's like okay this this is weird but then the last i think half an hour is actually the actual uh killing joke adaptation yeah it's a faithful adaptation
0: wow yeah i mean and that's i guess the bad thing is like that comic it's not a thick like i have the graphic novel like the full binding of it. And it's not a very big comic. Like It was not a, a single issue.
1: It. it was just like a maxi issue, and it's kind of weird yeah. that it has a, a graphic novel. It has a hardcover. It has yeah, a trade. I have, I have the back. I think it's amazing that people talk about Alan Moore and how great he is, and he hates that comic. Yeah, that's funny. He hates that story. He says he did it for a paycheck, and he's not proud of it. Not even the fact that he doesn't get along with DC, yeah. but he, he full-on has admitted that it's one of his weakest writings.
0: That's funny. If that's his weakest writing, that's not that's bad. That's
1: what he feels like. He feels like it's yeah. one of the weakest things he's done. He's not proud of that book, and it's not because he doesn't like DC. It's He's just not proud of it. He did it because he got asked to, and he wrote it. And, oh, yeah. yeah, he's just he's not happy with how it turned out. And It's interesting, for sure. Yeah. Hmm, kind of weird. Uh, but, yeah, I've done that. Uh, I'm trying to keep up on Three Jokers.
0: Oh, is that this? Is that like a current series right now?
1: Yeah, I think it's a four or five issue miniseries, finally dealing with DC pulling that stupid uh, <laughs> story out of their ass from like five, four or five years ago. Oh,
0: yeah. Uh, is who's writing it?
1: Hold on one sec. Sorry, I started getting kind of staticky. Yeah, no problem. Uh, I don't know. Oh man, is it Jeff Johns? I wouldn't be surprised. Let me look it up.
0: Um, I'm trying to think of when that happened. I, I think it was. Um,
1: it's definitely not Scott Snyder. I don't think. No, it was. Je- I, it was during. It was pre. Uh, uh, three jokers. Here it is. Um. Oh, it's Jeff Johns. I knew it was. It sounded like him. I think Jeff Johns is. I don't think Jeff Johns is a talented writer.
0: Yeah, it's funny too because I uh, I looked in I, I get emails from the comic book grading companies not because I ever really plan on grading a comic book just, I'm just on the newsletters but they uh, it's interesting because without cons they've been having these like signing events and so yeah. uh, I get these emails and I've yet to send a comic in to get signed uh, and graded that way because uh, it's always a little expensive I guess but I saw Jeffrey Johns on there. Or Jeff Johns, uh, and so I was just like, "Oh, I bet I have something that he's written," and I have one comic that he has written. <laughs> really, <laughs> Which is really funny to me. Uh, yeah, it's uh it's one, of, it's just the Justice League. I, I mean, I guess I have like uh, a few Justice Leagues that he wrote. It was, oh, um, do you
1: have New Fifty Two Justice League?
0: It, it, no, it's DC Universe rege- uh re, rebirth, rebirth. Yeah, so it was, the, it was just the rebirth number
1: one i have okay uh, i and had so i forgot well, that he wrote that new 52
0: d uh i do oh no 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 i do yeah i still have the new 52 i have the complete run of the trinity
1: war okay i had that up until i think i stopped reading it after Trinity war but i remember jeff Johns yeah. was behind that yep. he was also behind blackest night um he mm-hmm. was behind doomsday clock uh he well, i mean like, he's the bri- he's, the, he's the Brian Michael Bendis of DC before Bendis w- went over to yeah. DC. And yeah, he's
0: the, he was the big writer for a long... He's retired now, isn't he? Or did who? he just step back? Jeff Johns. Uh, or he got, stepped down or something. He's like vice president
1: or something of DC now.
0: Yeah, but like he's not doing as much writing, I thought. like which No, is, I don't think so. I, I thought was why they brought in Bendis.
1: Yeah, and man, I haven't read anything. Let me look him up real quick. Uh, um... Hey, he's not that old. He's only 47. Uh well yeah, but he's the DC Golden Boy for however he's long. He's doing he's doing a lot of TV now and movies. I've seen his well, name on stuff for TV and movies and stuff like that. Yeah. Um I I I yeah, he's doing this Three Jokers book. They're finally going to discuss this with this reveal of there's been three Jokers in the Batman in the DC. Yeah, and,
0: which was brought up a long time ago.
1: Yeah, Batman got in Metron's chair and asked a question yeah. of who killed the Wayne parent, the uh, Thomas and Martha Wayne, and then he asked who is the Joker, and the answer he got back was there are three. I and thought I
0: thought he never really wanted to know. No, the Joker doesn't want to know.
1: Joker doesn't want anyone knowing who he was.
0: Well, and uh well, I just I can't remember what it was, but um. It was like the death of the family, I think it was like death uh, of the
1: family when the finale ended with Batman saying, uh, tried to tell him what his name was. And yeah. And Joker the Joker like jumped out. off
0: a cliff so he wouldn't have to hear
1: something Bruce's like that. Name. He attacked Batman and stuff. And yeah, he fell off the yeah. cliff. Uh, this book is the, one of the first things you see is three jokers standing next to each other. There are three. Mm. Um, I think two issues have been out so far and, they haven't delved into why there's three, but they've kind of hinted that the Joker there was an original Joker. Mm-hmm. It sounds like he's just been turning people into Jokers. Like Weird. not just give like making them bleach skin and stuff, making them crazy, but he's actually turning people into the Joker. Yeah. And he got close to actually turning Jason Todd into another Joker. Mm-hmm. So Mm. they haven't delved too much and it. it's only been two issues jason todd shot and killed one joker already so there's only two right now
0: oh interesting. that that actually does sound like an interesting story
1: i'm that's waiting for it to turn into shit <laughs> because yeah. doomsday turned doomsday clock turned into pure shit
0: yeah yeah well that just got strung out and it was it
1: should never, never have gotten strung out the way it did I think it was eight issues long and it took two years to come yeah. out oh that's ridiculous Yeah, they went bi-monthly, and I think there was like a four or five month stretch when there wasn't an issue, and the excuse was the artist couldn't keep up. And I love artists; I never want to see an artist not do something. Yeah, but if you're gonna string it on that long, get either get another artist or have have another art have trading duties.
0: Yeah, well, and I mean, and they do that, and. Which is interesting, but, like, and I get not wanting to do it because that was, like, their huge, you know, that was their huge book. And, like, it's always a little jarring when you're reading a series and all of a sudden it's a new artist for some reason.
1: Which I, Yeah, I mean, I can understand that. Um, I
0: mean,
1: I've been kind of conditioned with it with IDW mostly because IDW yeah. does a lot yeah. of multiple artists. I think when they re- restarted Transformers in 2019, uh, they had two or three artists on a single issue. Mm-hmm i didn't mind it too much i was okay with it uh, <laughs> two or three on a wants... single issue what
0: two or three artists on a single issue
1: yes oh man it was coming out bi-weekly though
0: um okay
1: yeah so i i didn't mind it though i mean and they were dra- mm-hmm. they weren't like similar artists trying to capture each other's style they were very different artists yeah uh, and I can understand people yeah. not liking that. Maybe it's just because I'm conditioned in it where I've been reading comics since I was a kid. Yeah, so I don't mi- I don't mind it. Also, I will say it very much. The art it's a comic book. It's a visual media.
0: Yeah,
1: I am more interested in the story than I am the art.
0: Yeah, I, I, I mean, and that's why I tend to follow writers, I guess, more than I follow illustrators. And, I always appreciate it. Yeah. I always appreciate a really good illustrator. But uh, and the illustrations can ruin a book if they're bad enough.
1: Yep. Uh, oh, they can. I, some of them can. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, but I definitely I, I definitely follow writers more than I follow an illustrator for sure. Totally. I mean, some
1: artists, I don't care how good an artist is. Mm hmm. If he can't do pro- if he can't do proper storytelling and layouts, yeah, I don't care. If it's just characters standing there and posing all the time, mm-hmm. then it's terrible in my opinion. Uh, an example of that, and we've talked about it before, but I'm just going to use my example: Rob Liefeld. Oh, yeah. Poses, just poses. Um, uh, Transformer and it's Don Figueroa, just standing there with poses. And I'm not talking. Hmm. And yeah, at pose, I mean, someone could always say, "Well, that's what they're doing in pages," like, and it's like, yeah. But if there's no coherent story layout and yeah. storytelling going on, then it's terrible. I don't care how detailed and how artistic you are. Um, yeah, I mean, I feel good. like that
0: has a little to do with the writing too. Like the writer needs to write a little more action, or at least have you know, give more. It's you need to show more than tell, sort of thing. And so, yeah
1: sometimes yeah but but if the illustrator uh, can't show
0: then that's an issue
1: yeah yeah totally like let me see real quick uh i'm looking up an artist right now oh uh one artist that i liked that has done a lot of transformers art uh atio rojo Mm -hmm. um very disliked Mm -hmm. by a lot of people because they don't think his art is very good his art's very different however His storytelling is really good and his page layouts are also really good. So Mm -hmm. uh, I can see what he's conveying better than I can see someone who just has them standing around and looking super posed and super detailed
0: and
1: don't look right. Like, uh, but yeah, I just Googled
0: him. Like his, his pages look fantastic. (laughs) Like there's stuff going on.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of storytelling going on in, uh, Mm -hmm in what he does and yeah he doesn't draw transformers per se the best mm-hmm. but um his storytelling is really good and yeah. so i've always been pretty happy with that same with uh uh say sean phillips sean phillips he did marvel zombies and stuff like that it's very old school looking style but it, it looks like 80s comic style but his storytelling oh. is really good um lee lee loves tom Shioli. i think that's how we say his name he did uh, G.I. Joe Transformers, and he's done some – he's doing a lot of Jack Kirby stuff. He's the guy that started Jacktober. Uh, yeah. I'm not saying he's a bad artist, but his storytelling is complete and utter trash. Mm. It's really bad laid out, and it's like, whoa, that's like Jack Kirby. And it's like, nah, I think Jack Kirby did better with storytelling. But, yeah, yeah um, anyway, yeah. I, that, just Not to be on a tangent, but yeah, that's kind of how I, my personal views on comics in general is it's got to be a good story. It's got to be a good writer. And, mm-hmm. you know, I the art, you know, people want to see good art. I understand that. But there are some artists that I just don't think are very good. Uh, I don't think. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't like uh, Rob Lightfield, but I mean, Rob Lightfield is all over the place critically. I'm yeah. not a big fan yeah. of Jim Lee in general.
0: Yeah, I yeah I have a hard time with Jim Lee because I sometimes it's really good and I like it, but usually I'd rather see somebody else.
1: Uh, so as would I. Uh, I hear
0: he's a fantastic person, like super nice guy.
1: Most yeah, a lot of them are. They're really nice but, people. I and yeah. I don't want to talk so bad about them because I'm sure yeah, a lot yeah. of them are super friendly. Uh, very nice. I mean, Rob Lightfield is super friendly and nice. He gets he in the fights all the time on social media. Yeah. But, you know, that's part of his personality. Yeah. But yeah. um, But yeah, like like I was saying, there's some great writers. I think I think Robert Kirkman might be one of the best writers in the past 15, 20 years. He's an amazing mm-hmm. writer. Uh, Bendis.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I liked him when I was a kid. That's about it. He's an mm-hmm. inner monolog uh, writer, and I can't stand that. Scott Snyder's the same way. Everything is inter-monologuing, and it's like, okay. Yeah. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm I, I, After reading so much, I can start seeing that stuff where it's like, oh, my God. It's just issues and issues of Spider-Man thinking in his head. Or now it's, mm-hmm. oh, my God, it's just pages and pages of Batman thinking in his head. <laughs> I guess it's good that he's not writing Ultimate Spider Man anymore where it's like, all right, let's let's read this fifty five year old guy uh writing about teenagers. Holy shit.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That is kind of weird that he wrote that comic.
1: Oh man, I still love Ultimate Spider Man, but who what a yeah just just monologues just and monologues and monologues. It's like holy hmm. crap, man. Um yeah, that's kind of what I've been up to, just reading some comics, playing some games mm-hmm. stuff. There is one thing I do want to discuss real quick, and yeah, it's sure. kind of a funny topic. Okay. I want to talk about Adam Driver.
0: Fantastic actor. He needs to be in more movies, and I'm completely serious.
1: I am I agree with you. The reason I want to talk about <laughs> Oh, did you thing, watch the, the heist movie? No, I've not. Oh. I've not. I saw Marriage Story, though.
0: <laughs> oh, is that good?
1: It's very good. It's very I've heard very good things though. about it. It's very it. sad.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I heard he's fantastic in that movie.
1: He's wonderful in everything. He's a super talented actor. The right. reason I want to bring up Adam Driver is it goes in what I was just discussing about earlier about how I'm kind of introverted and uh, uh, um, I have problems, you know, sometimes interacting, I'm shy. If anybody hasn't, look up Adam Driver interviews. Yeah. Look at him at any, any, any film junket. It's kind of amazing. Here's the thing. Adam Driver looks uncomfortable all the time. He doesn't like doing interviews. He uh-huh. doesn't like doing press junkets. Like, if you ever I, – I can't remember what it was, but I saw this. Oh, I was looking up because I heard about how he got he got really upset on a podcast and stormed off. Hmm. And it's because – thing about adam driver is he's very talented yeah he's very uncomfortable with watching his performances he doesn't watch his movies mm-hmm. he doesn't yeah, watch everything yeah, about him he doesn't mm-hmm. like to which i mean i've said it before on like the podcast stuff i don't yeah. go back and listen to the podcast because i really don't like listening to myself talk yeah. mm-hmm. and i've always been that way uh uh dexter and i both used to do theater in high school mm-hmm. uh separately and yeah. I used to get the VHSs of our performances mm-hmm. uh, that I did I've never watched a single one of them cuz I don't like watching myself act. And so I understand where Adam Driver's coming from, but Yeah. whenever he does interviews or stuff like that for hmm. anything, one of his I mean he's contractually obligated to do these Yeah, they stuff.
0: have to, yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. It, he has to, but one of his stipulations is not to play his perform not to play footage of the Oh, movie interesting. He's in. Uh-huh. And he told this podcast, I think it was a British podcast, uh, he'll come on, but he told them don't don't play anything,
2: yeah,
1: uh, because I, I can't do it. And they did it anyway, and he threw his headphones down and walked out of the interview. That's that's awesome. <laughs> I tried to find the clip and I can't find it, but I found hmm. like a video on YouTube that said Adam Driver uh, hates uh, everybody or something like that. I, I'm, I'm being yeah. hyperbolic. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's not what it was. It was like Adam Driver doesn't like interviews and stuff. And it's really funny that it was a clip show of him at red carpet premieres, interviews with cast and stuff. And -hmm. it's just singling him out of him looking extremely annoyed and just like not wanting to be there whatsoever. Yeah. (laughs) And it's pretty visible. It's pretty obvious that, yeah, yeah. And I think it might be a little dramatic in places for like showing stuff. But yeah, when (laughs) other actors are talking and stuff like that, he is honestly just like, look, it looks like he's always looking for the exit or he's always looking at the interview. And sometimes people put little subtitles under him when like say Daisy Ridley is talking, it's like a little subtitle of his inner thoughts of please stop talking. When can we leave? When can we go? Um, Where's the exit door? And it's funny because his facial expressions do convey that very much. Oh, that's funny. That's I, I mean, I completely get that for sure. Oh, I do too. I totally understand where it is. But yeah, he is someone who yeah, he visibly doesn't like to do things. And hmm. Adam ever is wonderful. I think he he's my age or he's a year older than me, and he's he's quite a a young life. He uh when nine eleven happened. Uh, he joined the army and joined yeah. the marines, and I think he did one or two tours, but he ended up getting injured, and was medically discharged. Yeah, he's
0: uh, yeah, he's thirty six. Yeah, I heard that he because uh, he felt inspired to join after because of nine eleven, right? Yes. Um. Yeah,
1: which is interesting. Uh, and yeah, I think he served like I think he served uh maybe four years or something like that, but then he got injured and hmm. didn't uh, wasn't injured in combat or anything, but mm-hmm. uh came back and he started an acting career essentially. And mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't personally like the character of Kylo Ren very much in the Star Wars movies, but I'm not about to say anything bad about him. He is doing, he's a wonderful actor. Well,
0: yeah. And the, the thing about Kylo Ren too, I feel like it was just, it's just issues with the movies themselves rather than the, than his job of portraying the character. Uh, Cause yeah. I thought, it, I thought he was fantastic, especially in the last one. Like he carried that movie he really did um, job. but yeah any other movie i've ever seen him which is not very many like he's fantastic and he has such range
1: he really does this. yeah yeah he's really great and so yeah i don't know why but i wanted to talk about that a little bit about how yeah. it's very uh it's pretty neat he's a wonderful actor but yeah he and i've heard that about some of the other actors too uh they refuse to watch their um watch themselves act they can't yeah. do it
0: i think there's a lot of actors who don't even see the movies that they're in um, and I get that. Uh, How weird
1: would it be? I mean, I find it hard so to believe weird. that he's never watched any of the new Star Wars movies, but I guess maybe he hasn't. <laughs> that, oh, that'd be so weird to never be able to watch Star Wars. I know. I mean, granted, <laughs> I think uh, I think Adam Driver is probably the only actor in the new Star Wars uh, movies that probably has a long-lasting career. Yeah. I don't uh, think Oscar Isaacs is a very good actor and I'm wondering no, but he's, he's been in a ton of stuff yeah huh been in a ton of things and he was in stuff before Star Wars but I don't think he's very good in those movies uh yeah. probably because yeah. he has no character arc uh yeah but, again I don't know that it's his fault <laughs> yeah but I, I mean the movies I've seen I've seen him in some movies too I've, I've seen him in other things I mean he was, oh,
0: he's an he, he, was he was an X-Men he was infamous
1: apocalypse uh yeah which
0: is <laughs> again not his fault <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think even he full on said after that, that he was really disappointed in that movie and his performance.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, but Daisy Ridley, I think Daisy Ridley's a very good actress, but uh, yeah. I don't really know if she's ever going to really break out because she's been doing Star Wars for five years. And I'm not going to say she's going to end up like Carrie Fisher. No, but uh, I don't know she's if she's ever really going to have. What? Like, has she been in anything else? She was. She was in a movie that you and I actually talked about a couple times, uh, a couple podcasts ago. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, murder on the orient express oh okay i've not seen it okay i haven't seen I it like, either I seen uh, but what
0: I was, I was just gonna say have i seen a movie with her And i didn't realize it
1: she's in that and yeah. that's the only other thing i've seen her but i know she's done other little small things too but uh you know she's done with star wars um i don't think john boyega is gonna ever be in anything big they tried they tried with pacific yeah. rim
0: oh yeah he was in pacific rim
1: yeah, and I, I turned to... that movie. I shut that movie off. Yeah, was it that? Yeah, band? the sequel. The... Oh, the sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. He's in the second Pacific Rim. And I tried to watch that over the summer and I think I got up an hour in and I finally just said, I'm done and just turned it off. I didn't want to watch it anymore. It was pretty bad. Yeah, um,
0: those that, that, that I never watched the first one, even just because I heard so much just mixed reviews and just like weird stuff about the movie like the accents change
1: yeah they kind of do um, idris elba is kind of all over the place with his accent and he's using yeah. his actual accent in the movie
0: it's weird well and i've heard that like british actors uh like if they have to do to do american accents or other accents that aren't their own too much like they have a hard time with when they do get to do their own accent
1: sometimes um, yeah because um,
0: we, we watched uh that oh man that uh enola holmes movie okay uh it's on netflix it's uh it's based on like a, a children's series like a young adult series i guess like a books uh and it's millie bobby brown i think her name is from stranger things oh uh, yeah she's
1: british isn't she
0: Yeah, yeah yeah so uh this it's it's she plays the, the movie's about her and she's like the younger sister of Sherlock Holmes. Uh and so okay. she's raised by what? Okay. And she's like way younger than Sherlock. Uh and so she barely remembers him. And as soon as he moved out of the house, like he never came back. Uh same with um uh Mycroft. And they the the house is like a family home that she grew up in, so Mycroft technically owns it because their father's dead. And okay. she's raised by their mom, which is played by, oh, what's her name? Um, can't think of her name. She's in all the the, the movies by Tim Burton. Uh,
1: Helena Bonham Carter.
0: Helena Bonham Carter. That's her. Yeah, mom. his ex-wife. Yes. And so she plays the mom, and she so on on uh, Enola Holmes's like 16th birthday, she just disappears. And so the movie basically starts off with Enola like trying to find her mom but then like her brothers show up and mycroft is like well we're going to send you to a boarding school and sherlock is like you can tell he doesn't like the idea of it but he's just like well mycroft is and you know he's the um he's in charge of her because he's the oldest whatever and so he's just gonna let it happen uh but then she's like just super resourceful and basically more like sherlock than mycroft anyway but they're both supposed to be geniuses i guess so she's kind of like a 16-year-old genius. I mean, it's okay. a story for kids, really. And so she kind of runs away, and that's more or less what the movie's about, is like her running away, trying not to go to the boarding school, and then also trying to find her mom. And there's another mystery in there that she's solving. Uh, it's a very cute movie. Anyway, long story for just... Uh, I heard in an interview that she had a hard time uh, after doing like Stranger Things, and uh, I think she was in Godzilla? She was. She was in King um, of the and so just doing all these movies where she has an American accent, she had a hard time do, i guess doing a movie with her with her native accent, which I think is kind of funny. It's kind of weird when you hear about
1: I, that stuff. I know.
0: Yeah, um, I mean, I get that too. Cuz like, you know, you if you watch a lot of British things, like and all of a sudden you're just very conscious of your own accent. And you and like it's it's like hard not to speak in a British accent when like that's all you can
1: think about. Yes. <laughs> I've always found it weird to hear Christian Bale's accent actually. Yeah,
0: cuz he's Welsh, because, isn't he?
1: Yes, and I think I've seen him in two movies where he he uses his actual accent.
0: Oh, really? I don't know. Yeah. I've seen Uh, interviews. um, I'm
1: trying to think. I I think I've seen two movies with him use it. And uh, the weirdest thing about Christian Bale is he doesn't turn off the American accent. Uh, I mean, he's a what is it? What's what's the kind of actor that stays in the role even between takes and stuff? Oh, um, a char- not a character actor. Um, yeah. Oh man. I don't remember talking
0: about. It.
1: Yeah. Yep, I, I can't <laughs> remember the name of it. Like Leonardo DiCaprio is one, Christian Bale is one. Yeah. But the weirdest sure sure thing he doesn't drop his American accent even in interviews after the movie hmm. or behind the scenes stuff. He's always in an American accent, so it's really weird.
0: Yeah. Huh. Uh, that never occurred to me I, uh, one person that's fun to watch interviews with uh, daniel radcliffe because he'll just go in and out of his american accent like whenever they ask him to like he thinks it's funny um, I
1: know, uh tom holland is he does that too yeah he does that and yeah hearing his actual accent's really weird mm-hmm. i think the i think the one actor that i can't that i don't i don't want to say he doesn't do in a good american accent but i don't think it is very good is probably benedict cumberbatch
0: well he just has kind of a weird voice
1: like he has a hard, very weird voice
0: like i don't know if it's a bad accent or if it's just like that's just how he talks i don't know yeah
1: like his doctor Strange. Uh, but you know i agree
0: yeah yeah like is he being weird because he's doctor strange or is it a bad accent like it's hard I to don't tell. Know why
1: he's just not a british I don't care if Doctor That's Strange is an American. I don't know why he's just not doing a British accent. Why he's not well, just in British?
0: Because wasn't Tilda Swinton as uh, wh- whatever her character was? She was. She had her British accent, didn't she?
1: She did, and well, people were mad that she was well, a woman yeah. playing Asian. But it's like, well, she's an ancient one. I mean, no one's to the sit ancient. here and say that needs to be an Asian character. Well, but, it's, uh, yeah and that's a know, debate, yeah but whatever I don't think I've ever heard Tilda Swinton with an American accent. I know uh yeah, I don't know that I have either. She uh, she's another person with range. I'm sure she's done oh, something she's with an American wonderful. Accent. The first I I feel bad that the fir- uh she will always be uh she will I will always think of her in the first movie I ever saw her in.
0: Was it uh Snowpiercer?
1: No, um, unfortunately it wasn't Snowpiercer. That's, it that's was That's the first
0: thing I always remember her as like those buck teeth. She was oh. undis- unrecognizable in that movie. But what?
1: Um, I'm looking it up right now. Hold on one sec. It's uh oh, where is it? It's uh, it's pretty funny. But the the uh, there it is. Um, she was Archangel Gabriel and John and Constantine.
0: Oh wow! Yeah, I've
1: not seen that movie. You've never seen Keanu Reeves' as Constantine?
0: Uh, it was on the WB once, and I was flipping through, and I caught, like, a scene with, like, I'm, I think it was a swarm of locusts or something. Um, okay. And I was just like, this looks like a weird movie.
1: Constantine uh, that, is awesome. It is so yeah. unfaithful to the comic book, but it's so great. It's Keanu I, Reeves and yeah. Rachel Wise and Shia both and Peter oh, Shamari plays the devil. Ooh. Peter Stormare, uh, or people say Peter, St- Peter Stormare, uh, is it Stormare? Um, uh, the Jesus from The Lebowski. No, that's that's John Turturro. He plays the, the one of the German nihilists in The Big Lebowski. Okay. Uh, you've seen him in stuff. He's been at, oh, he was man. in Fargo. He was in Armageddon. He was the Russian in Armageddon. Oh, pull the lever. Okay. That's Peter Stamari, yes. Yeah, yeah. He's, um, he plays the devil in, uh, he plays Lucifer in Constantine. Of course he does. What, I mean, he's perfect for that role. <laughs> he's wonderful. He's one of my favorite actors. But he's yeah, a great he's, actor, yeah. But yeah, anyway, yeah, Tilda Swinton plays Gabriel in that movie. Hmm. And that's the role I've always seen her as. And I like mm-hmm. Tilda Swinton. I like her a lot. She's a great actress. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I, uh um she's one i've never heard an american accent for yeah uh i'm trying to think there was one actor that i had no clue was british uh but yeah for like me i can't remember who it was right now but i always
0: find it uh funny that in uh christopher nolan's batman movies the only americans were um uh i can't think of his name for some reason
1: uh, Katie Holmes, Aaron Eckhart, Rachel, uh, or um, Maggie Gyllenhaal. Oh, well, could she replace
0: Katie Holmes? But, yeah, um, uh,
1: Joseph Gordon Levitt. They're oh, kind of wow. the only. Um, uh, well, oh, the guy who played uh, Falcone, he's American, I believe. Yeah.
0: Well, okay. I, meant, I guess I just meant the first one, and it was Katie Holmes and um, Morgan Freeman.
1: Oh, I forgot about Morgan Freeman. In and
0: and, and the first Batman movie, there's only, like, of the, all the main characters, there's, like, two of them were Americans. I just, yeah. I just thought that was really funny to me just because, like, Batman yeah, is Will- such an American, like,
1: character. Yes.
0: <laughs> and, oh. Um,
1: yeah. Oh, no. I was going to say, what about Rutger Hauer? But no, Rutger Hauer was Dutch. <laughs> Holy shit. Rutger Hauer died? Hmm. Look, I didn't know. he's the he was the villain in the first Blade Runner. He played uh he played the CEO oh, yeah, of, yeah, yeah. of Wayne Enterprises. Yeah, he died a couple years ago, didn't he? He died last year. I guess I never knew that. Yeah, I remember hearing about it, but I don't.
0: I didn't. And I I just heard because uh it clicked with me because the bat uh the Blade Runner link, I guess.
1: Oh, Ken what uh Ken was in uh Batman Begins as well.
0: Yeah, he was um.
1: He was fake Razal Ghul. Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah. Oh, there's an actor. I had no clue was actually, uh, um, I think he's Scottish. Uh, Killian Murphy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, uh, oh, he's uh, Irish. He's a, uh, yeah. Yep. Oh, oh, there's an actor right there that doesn't. No ma- what?
0: I can tell by his, but that doesn't mean anything. I know.
1: Uh, um, oh, there's one. I was looking at Batman because yeah, it's all British people. Um, uh, Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman is uh, yeah. has a perfect American accent.
0: Yeah, but he's. Uh, I think the only movie with British
1: accent is uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban.
0: Yeah. Well, I remember I saw the first time I ever heard him with his real accent. He it was for a commercial for like uh, I think. Or my, my, here's the phone that. a commercial for him for some reason
1: oh okay um yeah anyway um well i hate to cut i mean we've been going for a while but i'm cut short but honestly yeah, almost i two hours i think i'm having uh yeah i mean the first like 30 minutes was us just shooting the shit but uh yeah um No, uh, unfortunately, I think we should probably cut this. Not Mm -hmm. because of length, honestly, because I love talking to you. Uh, It might be my connection or something, but you are sounding like a robot really bad.
0: Oh, okay. You sound fine to me, so... Uh, No, yeah, we can cut it. That's good.
1: Yeah, well, no, this was... uh... Uh, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, we didn't, we weren't able to do our one topic, but we, I figured this was probably just gonna be one where we just do a lot of chit chatting, which was great. Yeah. Uh, I love
2: it. I love it.
1: But yeah, I'm glad we got to do this, um, especially with your birthday, because originally I texted Dexter this morning, uh, yesterday, and said, hey, mm-hmm. it's your birthday, and all, we don't have to do it. <laughs> you know, if you want to spend time with your family or whatever, we can always do it uh, another night during the week, or we can yeah. just wait until the next one. It's no big deal. But you, uh, you were like, no, we're doing it. No, oh,
0: yeah, I, I mean, I was completely planning on it. I spent the whole day with my family, and, um, I I mean, I don't know, we're friends. I'd like to spend time with you, too.
1: Of course, Well <laughs> I'm glad we got
0: to do it, so, uh... Yeah. yeah. Um but yeah, uh, I guess then to end things as always, uh, you can find us on Facebook when we're there, I guess, uh, we do check it at least a few times through the, throughout the week, uh, recording live podcast, uh, on Facebook, or, uh, just go to recordinglivepodcast.com. I, it has links to everything, I guess there on Twitter, it's rec live podcast. Um, I'm, uh, I, I, believe I now have, uh, buzzkill kid on every platform now. Um, but I'm also Dexter J on Twitter. um, or else, I guess,
1: where can we find you, Matt, if you're on social I, media? I think it's Matty0984 at all my handles. So, yeah. uh, uh, like I said, I'm not that frequent on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I'm an old fuddy-duddy. I never embraced Twitter, so um, <laughs> I never yeah. did. I never yeah, did. Yeah. I mean, heck, I think it was only about three years ago that I embraced uh, about four years ago I embraced Instagram. I love Instagram. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't follow too much on there, but I always look up stuff and everything, but uh, I don't use it very much. I think I've made one post in the past like three weeks, and <laughs> the the like I got most recent was your mom, which was awesome. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, you can find me on there and everything. Uh, I, I guess I'll probably just uh, say this right now, real quick. Uh was planning on doing a special offshoot of Recording Live with Lee and myself talking about movies, but we haven't mm-hmm. unfortunately been able to make time for it. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we ever do I wanted to do it for Halloween cuz we wanted to talk about horror movies. Dexter's not a big horror movie fan, so yeah. but Lee and I both are. So we want I wanted to do uh, a, a couple podcasts on the off weeks. Yeah, uh, I mean, with Lee and myself, we but uh, we could still do it and we might still do it, but unfortunately I don't think we're going to do it in October cuz I I told Lee, I said, "Well, we've only got a couple weeks to do it." Mm-hmm. So if we got to do it, we got to do it um but his scheduling's a little hectic so we haven't made time so if (coughs) excuse me if uh if we ever do have a little bonus thing it probably won't be for the month of october but lee and i are both big movie nuts and we love scary movies Mm -hmm. and stuff so it might show up eventually but unfortunately it's not going to happen right now i don't think Mm -hmm. so other than that that's me uh thanks for listening everyone yeah thanks